What is up, my Gungans? This is Derek. And this is Harry. And this is Porter. And we are the Beskar Brothers. Today we're going to be talking about, seriously, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Well, technically it's not an episode. You're right, Harry. It's not an episode. Shade. (laughs) It is a story, though. It is a story. story. A Star Wars story. Indeed. Rogue One. A Star Wars story. Colin, a Star Wars story. Colin, a Star Wars story, yeah. (laughs) Seriously, though, this is one of the best movies. Um, I just want to talk about this real quick. No title crawl. Yeah. Nope. It freaked me out. It scared me in the movie theaters. I jumped. No, yeah. Because I was... was I was waiting for one sound and another one came. Yeah, it just yeah. You and I both kind of looked at each other. Yeah, because we were in the theater together. Yeah, Yeah. that was awesome. Seriously, one of the best movies. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. But uh, yeah, should we get into it? Uh yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get. I think that's a good idea. Maybe I'm fine with it. Yeah, because I am one of the force, and the force is with me. So let's get this thing rolling. Let's do it. Both of them. You're listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast, your home for Star Wars news and more. Well, guys, before we get started, we can't not do quick facts, so let's talk about quick facts, shall we? We shall indeed. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk about mine... Um, because I really like mine. Um, I am watching, um, what is it called? Um, Rebels right now. Star Wars Rebels. Yes. And I love the fact that they brought in, um, basically Rebels Uh to Rogue One. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I just love the fact that they did that. Um, you can see the ghost the ship from Rebels in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's just awesome. And then you can actually hear um, over the loudspeaker, um, like, General Sindula, report to so-and-so or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that is super cool. Um, and I just, yeah. You know, the Rebel, oh, awesome. Rebels usually, I mean, I think I'm in season four right now. And they actually like are in Yavin or honored on Yavin in Yavin. Yeah, on Yavin. On Yavin Four, um, and you know, doing their rebel stuff there, um, and and so, yeah, that's, oh, that's about a, it. That's, that's my awesome. Quick back, um, for this week for Rogue One. Yeah, awesome. What about you, Harry? Well, it's I guess it doesn't really have to deal with Rogue One. That's okay. But it does have to deal with more like in a sequel sense here. Um, I found this kind of entertaining. Apparently, Carrie Fisher slapped Oscar Isaac more than 40 times on the first day of shooting Force Awakens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious because um, I think she slaps him more in um, The Last Jedi. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Can you imagine being Oscar Isaac? Like... Showing up to the the movie that you're filming, and it's a big giant Star Wars movie. I mean, I'm not a huge Oscar Isaac fan, but this is like one of his first like blockbuster blockbuster movies. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely. Um, So you know, he's like, okay, like here I go, and then all of a sudden he's just getting (laughs) smacked by Carrie Fisher. Yeah, what an honor to get smacked by Carrie Fisher. (laughs) You're gonna get smacked by anybody. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's a good one, Porter. What about you? All right, well, 
It's it's got a couple one. I'm actually looking at a list, and it's actually kind of fascinating how many um, big people were asked to help write the screenplay for this movie. They ended up not doing it, but some of the people they did ask. Uh, yeah. The first one that pops to mind is Christopher McQuarrie, right? Which um, <clears throat> he wrote um, one of the most critically acclaimed movies of the '90s, known as The Usual Suspects. Which, if you haven't seen, definitely recommend it. But more recently, in a month the general public, he directed the most recent Mission Impossible movies, oh, Rogue nice. Nation and Fallout, which, and Fallout being my favorite out of the entire franchise. Is Fallout the one with Henry Cavill? Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that one, I agree, is the best. Yep. And I just found, yeah, it's pretty fascinating, as well as, um, let's see... Oh, I thought there were more people, but still, Christopher McQuarrie was helped to write the screenplay. Now, I does he have any relation to Ralph McQuarrie? I don't know. That's because Ralph uh, McQuarrie. Um, let's see. Ralph McQuarrie was the original concept artist for Star Wars. Okay. Um, so I'm wondering if if there's any relation there. Um, I'm looking it up up right now on IMDb. But yeah, that would be interesting to see if if they were. Um, that nothing's showing up, so I don't know. Um, Ralph McQuarrie was born in Indiana, and Christopher. Hold on. He was born in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay, so so. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Mm, you but, never know. Eh, it's interesting, though. That is, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Well, that's our quick facts for today. Heck yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about Rogue One, shall we? Let's do it. Let's go. You're listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast. To be a part of the show, go to www.beskarbrothers.com to fill out a survey. Telling us what you want to hear, what you liked, and what you didn't. New entries will be featured in new episodes. So, log on to www.beskarbrothers.com today. Okay, let's talk Rogue One. Oh, we? Right. my goodness, I'm ready. Super excited about this episode. Anyway, let's <clears throat> let's talk plot, and then we'll just jump right into talking about the movie. Yes, Sounds indeed. Good. Okay, so the plot starts with a research scientist named Galen Erso. And his entire family are hiding on the planet ooh, Lamu when Imperial weapons developer Orson Krennic arrives to press him into completing the Death Star, a space station-based superweapon capable of destroying entire planets. Galen's wife, Lyra, is killed uh, in this confrontation while their daughter, Jin, escapes and is rescued by a by a rebel extremist named Sagarera. And fifteen years later, cargo pilot Bodhi Rook defects from the Empire, taking a holographic message recorded by Galen to Guerrera on the desert moon Jeddah. Rebel Alliance intelligence officer Cassian Andor learns of Rook's defection and the Death Star from an informant, Jinnis Freed, from an Imperial labor camp at Wabani and is brought to the rebel leader Mon Mothma who convinces her to find and rescue Galen so the alliance can learn more about the Death Star. Cassian is covertly ordered to kill Galen rather than extract him. 
Jen, Cassian, and reprogrammed Imperial droid, K2SO, travel to Jeddah, where the Empire is removing kyber, kyber crystals from the Holy City to power the Death Star. Guerrera and his partisans are engaged in an armed insurgency against them. With the aid of blind spiritual warrior Chirut Imwe, I apologize if I didn't pronounce that right, okay. and his mercenary friend Baze Malbus. Jen makes contact with Guerrera, who has been holding Rook captive. Guerrera shows her the message in which Galen reveals he was secretly built of vulnerability into the Death Star and directs them to retrieve the schematics from an Imperial data bank on the planet Scarif. And then um, on the Death Star, uh, Orson Krennic, the the guy from the beginning, uh, he orders a low-powered test shot, which destroys Jeddah's capital. Um, Jin and her group take Rook and flee the moon as it's being destroyed, but Guerrera remains to die with the city. Grand Moff Tarkin congratulates Krennic before using Rook's defection and security leak as a pretext to take control of the project. Rook leads the group to Galen's Imperial Research Facility on the planet Edu, where Cassian chooses not to kill Galen. Jin makes her presence known moments before the rebel bombers attack the facility. Galen is mortally wounded by the bombers, and she dies in Jin's arms. Before she escapes with her group on board a stolen Imperial cargo shuttle, Krennic is summoned by the Darth Vader to answer for the Death Star's attack on Jeddah. Krennic seeks his support for an audience with the Empire, the Emperor, um, but Vader instead force chokes him and orders him to ensure no further breaches, uh, no further breaches, security breaches. And then <clears throat> Jin proposes to plan to steal the Death Star schematics using the Rebel fleet, but fails to gain approval from the Alliance Council, who flee victory against the Empire is now impossible. Frustrated at their inaction, Jin's group lead a small squad of rebel volunteers to raid the databank. Arriving at Scarif on the stolen Imperial ship, which Rook dubs Rogue One, a disguised Jin and Cassian enter the base with K2SO while the other rebels attack the Imperial garrison as a diversion. The Alliance learns of the raid from intercepted Imperial communications and deploys their fleet in support. Then K2SO sacrifices himself so Jin and Cassian can retrieve the data. Aww. Imwe is killed after activating the master switch to allow communication with the rebel fleet, and Malbus is killed shortly afterward. Rook is killed by a grenade after informing the rebel fleet that it must deactivate the planetary shield to allow the transmission of the schematics. Rebel Admiral Radis uses a hammerhead corvette to destroy two star destroyers and the wreckage crashes atop the shield generator deactivating the shield. Both Jin and Cassian obtain the schematics but are ambushed by Krennic who is shot and wounded by Cassian. Jin transmits the schematics to the rebel command ship. The Death Star enters orbit above Scarif 
where Tarkin uses another low-power shot to destroy the compromised base, killing Krennic, Cassian, Jin, and all remaining ground forces. Sad. The rebel fleet prepares to jump to hyperspace, but many of the fleet's ships are intercepted by Vader's arriving, Star Destroyer. Vader boards the rebel command ship and kills many of the rebel troops in an attempt to regain the schematics, but a starship escapes with them on board. Aboard the fleeing ship, Princess Leia declares that the schematics will provide hope. Okay, was this not the best Star Wars movie? This was the best Star Wars Disney movie. Yes. Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I agree though. It's the best Star Wars movie that Disney has put out. Yes, yes. I will agree. Yes, I agree to that. Yeah. If you don't count season seven of Clone Wars. That's not a movie, I so, know. <laughs> so I, I like to think that. so. <laughs> and neither was Mandalorian. That's not a Disney yep. movie, so but yeah, I, I would was, argue that those are definitely up yeah. there for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially Mandalorian. But uh, seriously, like this was a dang good movie. I, I was impressed. Yeah, it was good. It was it was Star Wars without being Star Wars. Yeah, it was because you follow a pattern, a specific pattern. And then for this one, you just take a snippet from that pattern. Yeah, yeah. And it's and they were they they managed to make it an enjoyable film for like, it, in my humble opinion, <laughs> this could have been a really shorter story. Yeah. But they were able to expound on it and make it enjoyable. Yeah. And yeah. answer a lot of plot holes. Oh, absolutely. Well, what's crazy is like in the third act of the movie, I, I would argue like it, it was the first time that that Star Wars felt like a war. Yeah. Like, it felt very, I mean, not as gory, obviously, but it felt very similar to Saving Private Ryan. Like, on the, a beach. Storming the beach. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, obviously not as gory, but still. Yeah. Did, I, Good but, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I think it was awesome. A lot of people, like, will uh, they'll play, what is it, Fortunate Son in the background of, of uh, what is the word? Of, uh, like, play that song in the background. Okay. Um, of them storming the beach. Oh, like it's uh-huh. kind of like a, oh, okay. the yeah. Vietnam. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Whenever you hear helicopter blades, like yeah. uh, the <laughs> oh, music yes, that goes yes. with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I'll have to show you <laughs> later. Uh, anyway. Um, so really, really awesome story. Like I said, it fills plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest plot hole it fills is the, the exhaust port on the Death Star. Yep. Yep. Um, why that exactly happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I was talking about this um, when we were talking about um, the Force Awakens, but it also introduces um, Blue Squadron. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the original what what Luke Skywalker was supposed to be. Yes. Supposed to be Blue Five, Blue not Red five, five. Not Red Five. Yep. Um, and so they introduced Blue Squadron, but. The my the my favorite thing that they introduced in this movie was the Imperial security droids. Yeah, that was that was awesome. So K two S O is my favorite droid. He he is entertaining. He's like he's like a better, more like muscular, more like I don't know, sarcastic. Yeah. He's a he's a better version of C three PO. Yeah, I agree with you there. Actually, uh, he's it, not a protocol droid. No, he's not. A, obviously, no but, no. but he, 
I think he has he has more <laughs> he has more what do you call it character as in like he's not as bland as C three PO. I still I still argue C three PO has a character. Oh but, yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's also a character that can rub a lot of people the wrong way. Oh absolutely. Not gonna lie, my favorite C three PO line is from The Rise of Skywalker. When they fall through into the snake pit, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and uh, what is it? Poe's like, Finn, Ray, are you guys okay? Oh yeah. And then uh, C three PO is like, you didn't say you didn't my name, name sir, sir, but I'm okay. But I'm okay. <laughs> I remember that. So that's my favorite C three PO line. That one is good. Uh-huh. But K two S O is, oh my gosh, he is a good He's, droid. He yeah. best droid. If I had to pick a droid out of all of Star Wars, it would be K two S O. Gotcha, yeah. dude. Gotcha. I agree with you. Uh, for me, it's R two D two, but that's just yeah. Oh dang, yeah. He's, dang it! <laughs> he's he he's he's the bomb. He ain't no snitch. You know, <laughs> well, like let's look at it this way. K two S O is a blend between Chewbacca, R two D two, and C three PO. I can't see with the Chewbacca. He's a co pilot. Uh, okay. And, best, oh, okay. and best friend to Cassie and Andor. Okay, I, guess that makes I sense. see where you're coming from there. Okay, yeah. what, about, what about BB-8? Is there any BB-8? In there? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of BB-8. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So we can just play gotcha. the side. Okay. <laughs> 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 but um, with K2SO, I kind of do want to talk about some of my favorite quotes. Oh yes, I want to talk about those too. Okay. Okay. First one. Congratulations. You're being rescued. <laughs> Please do not resist. <laughs> like, the, is, is it the first line that he says in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, we got this droid that, that thinks he can do what he wants. Yeah. But in a way, he kind of did. Yeah. Oh, in a good way. <laughs> That's so funny. But, like, um, when. What was it? Um. When they're on Jeddah uh-huh. and uh, K2SO comes in to basically rescue them. Uh-huh. And like um, there's another Imperial security droid and Jin shoots it. Yeah, and it looks just like K2SO. <laughs> yeah. And then and then everybody's like, oh gosh. Yeah. Because <laughs> up until that point, K2SO was the only one that we had, we had seen. Yeah. And then K2SO comes out to the corner and he's like, did you know that wasn't me? me? <laughs> That's my favorite line of his. Oh, in that. oh my god! Oh, and then, of course, <laughs> Jin, I'll be there for you. Yeah. <laughs> Cassian said I had to. <laughs> Cassian said I had to. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Why does she get a blaster and I don't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, then he's the one that says, I've got a bad feeling about this. That's right, he is the one that says that, isn't yeah. he? But uh, he... Isn't able to finish it because Cassian's like quiet. Yep, quiet. Yep. <laughs> but it is implied that that was what was on his mind, and yeah. it was supposed to be completed. Yeah, yeah. I got a bad feeling about this. Is I, it's so interesting that they say that in every movie, every um, well, in all the visions they say it as well. Oh, did they say it in? They right? do. They do say it in all the movies. Yeah, they That's do. Right. Did they say it in Rise uh, of Skywalker as well? No, uh, Mandalorian. They say it in. I'm sure each they. Season, I'm sure they do somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they say it in season. Uh, um, don't quote me on this. If if you guys know that are listening, please let us know at bestcarbrothers.com. Yeah. For which sure. episodes they say it in Mandalorian? But I want to say it's the season finale of, of season two. I swear they say it in there. Um, and the, was it the rescue? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And then in... I feel like um, Gina Carano's character. What is it? Cara Dune? Yeah, Cara yeah, Dune. Like she she says yep, it. she says it in that one. And I want to say that uh, Mando actually... Yeah, the Mandalorian says it in the first season. Interesting. I can't remember. Or maybe it was... Uh, What's his name? The I have spoken. I can't remember his name. Oh, well, Nick Nolte's character. Um, Quill. Yeah, yeah Quill. Yeah. Quill I, the Ugnaught. Yeah, I think he says it in season one. I can't remember, though. Mm, Please let us know if you guys know. We would love to know um, without having us to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little lazy. We're lazy best girl brothers. I mean, we can. Well, I can look it up, but, you know. Yeah. I've got other stuff pulled up here that I want to talk about. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Another good quotes. This is not from K2SO. But it's probably one of the best quotes in the movie. At the very end. Careful not to choke, choke on your aspirations. aspirations. Oh, oh, yeah. Great. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, great. One of the best Darth Vader ones. It's like Darth Vader knew he was a dad. Because oh, yeah. he's coming up with the dad jokes. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But that is... That might be one of my most favorite Darth Vader lines oh. overall. Oh, me too. I don't know it's, about... It's, it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. It's definitely I, up there. I agree with you. But it's it's good. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Makes me choke on my words. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it was pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the CGI version of Tarkin? Tarkin. Um, I get it. I guess I could say it wasn't horrible. I don't think, but um. I don't know. I just all I can say is I get that they had to do it because with the timeline and everything, right. he's technically younger than he was even in episode four. Yeah. I mean, barely. Yeah. So, and I I've seen way way worse CGI effects like uh, when it comes to like taking a dead actor and putting them into CGI, yeah. I, or just I, taking I, a, an alive actor and making yeah, them for, look younger, like like in Tron. Yeah, and, and yeah. also with, yeah with Jeff Bridges, and That's also right. with uh, what's her name, um, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. At the end, at yep. the end for one. Not well. gonna lie, I think they did a better job with Tarkin than, than they, they did, did with Leia. Yeah, sure. I did. Yeah. I did too. But at the same time, you know, it's it's expected because Tarkin had a lot more screen time. Yes. Yep. Um, Peter Cushing, the actor who played Tarkin, yeah, uh-huh. um, had obviously passed away. Yeah. And so they were not able to actually get him in yeah. to do it. Obviously. And that's why kind of like <clears throat> forgive, I guess you could say. Yeah. With, with um, how that all happened, you know, went down. It's kind of like with, uh, um, I don't know if you guys knew this at all, but um, the actor who played Mr. Potato Head passed away um, before, uh, was it Toy Story 4? Yeah, Toy Story 4, and they re- yeah they just recycled some of his lines from other movies. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Toy yeah. Story 4. He doesn't have a lot of lines in Toy Story 4. So. Yeah, but like it's kind of in a similar manner, though, you know, recycling the lines that he had in that. Yeah. can be comparable to that in a way. I think, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think he was, um, there was a voice actor, and then there was the, uh, what's it called? There was a voice actor for... Tarkin? For Tarkin. Tarkin. Oh. oh. I so can't it was remember. Obviously. I don't think they used his lines. Interesting, I didn't know that. Do you know who the voice actor is? I'm trying to figure that out. Hmm, interesting, I didn't... Well. Guy Henry. Don't know how that is, but way to go, Guy Henry. You're a guy. You're a good guy. Guy Henry. You're yeah. a good guy, Henry. Kind of looks like Christian Bell. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, he's done some roles with Harry Potter. In Harry Potter. 
Huh? And V for Pandetta. Yeah. Interesting. Good thing IMDb is a thing, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, so he voiced Tarkin in Rogue One. And then he... um, Yeah. And then they obviously did a something else <laughs> mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. uh with his face so you know i mean i'm not i don't know a lot of people say it was a little on the unethical side using his likeness oh uh-huh, uh-huh. um and yeah. i can i can understand that yeah um i would assume that that some that that people i don't know that i would assume that people who are doing this like Disney and Lucasfilm. Yeah. I would assume that they would obviously contact the family. Oh, yeah. absolutely. The, and, and their estate. Before, yeah. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. Before using their likeness. Oh, absolutely. Um, and obviously, hopefully, give them some compensation oh, for it. Oh, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly as or far come as with some goes. of what uh, to do with it, you know? Like, yeah. uh, speaking of Pixar, when we talk about Toy Story, but with the Cars movies, um, they did that with Paul, when they recycled Paul Newman's lines from the first line, oh, for yeah. the first movie, and they and they, part of the money went to uh, Paul Newman's family when they yeah. recycled his lines for And I'm movies. pretty sure they did that with Leia in The Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. So. That, that would make sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's always sad when that happens when an actor dies mid, mid uh, production. 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 Yeah, uh, Black Panther too. I think is going to. Yeah, and they, yeah. Like they did that with uh, Paul Walker for the Fast and Furious movies. Correct. So. Yeah, um, they're not doing it. They're they're taking. Uh, they're not doing. Uh, I I can't remember. I don't think they're recasting or using his like using. Uh, oh, I just forgot his name Chadwick Boseman Chadwick Boseman's likeness okay so I, I, I I'm not sure what they're doing with Black Panther 2 yeah. yeah we'll see that but yeah but yeah no that that's um I'm pretty sure that Disney did give some compensation oh yeah hopefully yeah. I, I can't remember was Carrie Fisher still alive when Rogue One came out yes okay so I mean, obviously, they had to make her younger. Had to make her a new hope, Leia. So, if I, remember I mean, she had one. She had one line. Yeah, right? one word. She was she was on screen. <laughs> right, yeah. She was on screen for like what ten seconds, <laughs> maybe if that. So, well, didn't, didn't she? Pa- yeah, if I remember correctly, she passed away shortly, like before or after last year. I released in theaters, right? It was, I think, shortly after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I was on my yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. But yeah. So, um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting, but yeah, I think, I think that Disney did a good job. Mm-hmm. I really liked Tarkin's character. Yeah. Um, it was very Tarkin. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He used, he basically used something that was really not that connected uh-huh. to gain power. Yeah. And take over the Death Star. Exactly. Which, I mean... Yeah. No. At this sense. point, he's basically, I don't know, maybe third in command. Yeah. As far yeah. as the Empire goes. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. Um, I mean, you we can see him at the at the end of episode three um, when the Death Star is beginning yeah, to be built. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I think that's that's interesting because, I mean, I think 
when he takes over the Death Star, he says, you know, I will be taking over the project of which I first spoke of Of years ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. Effective immediately. Exactly. And so I think that, you know, with that, it's kind of, kind of ties that together. Yeah. And like, seriously, to, to me, Rogue One is the bridge between, um, Episode three and episode four. And, no, absolutely, and it I is. think it was done beautifully. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome how they yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. There's a character I kind of wanted to talk about. If, yeah, um, uh, he was awesome. He like I wish that <laughs> um, we got a little bit more of him, but the Mister I am one with the Force. <laughs> the Force is with Chirrut Imway. Yep, Chirrut Imway. Right. Like talk about a character. First of all, I wasn't expecting them to have a character like him just yeah. appear. Cause he really did just appear and then like just he just showed up, showed up and did his thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like he was blind. Mm-hmm. Um, he still was able to. Yeah, you know, he was powerful. And, you know, he's force sensitive. Yeah, exactly. He's he he. You can't harness the full power of the force. Mm-mm, but. But he is force sensitive yeah. enough to help him see. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is really cool. They added a character like that yeah. into this movie, um, yeah. and I don't know why they waited that. You know, waited to f- till Rogue One to do that, or if that just came in as an idea. I need to do more research on that. But um, um, talk about a faithful, like so someone who has a lot of faith yeah. in the Force. Yeah. Like, in my personal opinion, probably the the you know, biggest example of faith in the force out of any character that I've seen in Star Wars. For sure. Maybe right behind Yoda. Yeah. Maybe. But two uh, things about Chirrut Imway and yeah. animated Star Wars TV shows. Okay. First one. Um so in Rebels, this yeah. is another nod to Rebels in yeah. in my opinion. They um Kanan Jarrus yeah. uh, is blinded by Maul. Like uh-huh. Maul like basically just slashes Blind. him in the in the eyes with his lightsaber. Yeah. Um, so he can't see, but then he learns to use the force to see. Uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. The second thing, and this is big spoilers for you two because I'm not sure if either one of you have seen this episode of Clone Wars, Clone Wars season seven. Is it okay if I spoil it? Go for it, man. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um Rex Yes. Captain Rex has to get his um, inhibitor chip out. Yes. Because uh-huh. he is, you know, yeah. Order 66 happens and he starts shooting at Ahsoka. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I knew about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, in order to get, like, she sneaks around, she, she basically knocks him out, and then she takes him to the medical bay. Uh-huh. Um, this is Ahsoka, obviously. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then puts him on the medical table um, and does a brain scan. Can't find the chip. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, she's got some droids helping her. Um, and they're, like, basically making sure that the doors stay locked because of all the other, um, what's it called, clones that are coming at him. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, in a hurry to get this done. And she basically hops on the table and puts her hands on his head and starts saying, I am one with the Force and the, the Force, force is with me. me. 
And she says that until the scan pops and finds the chip. Gotcha. Then she removes it. So interesting. Dang. It's kind of like a tie-in. And I'm sorry, Porter, I totally ruined that. <laughs> no, <you>. you're fine. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's you know, it's just yeah, it's awesome. And when that happened, I I just got chills. Oh yeah, I was like, holy cow. Oh yeah. Oh, I bet. Oh yeah. Dang. But yeah, it was it was super cool. Um, let's see what else is good to talk about Rogue One. How much? Um, Radis. Uh huh. Admiral Radis. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a ship named after him, I believe, in the um, in the prequel trilogy. The prequel. No. The sequel, sequel trilogy. trilogy. I get those two words mixed up. Uh-huh. The sequel trilogy. There is a ship named after him. Yeah, in Last Jedi, right? Or was I think it... so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I can't remember what what is it exactly called. I can't remember off the top of my head. I just think it's the Radis. I thought it was the Radis fleet or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, and so um, you know, Rogue One. Oh, okay. Here it is. Uh huh. And and this might be uh this might be a, a good one here. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> here I am. Let's, um, once upon a time I was at a movie theater with Harry watching Rogue One. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. It was act yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the third act. They were um I think the plans had just gone up to um the ship and they were downloading the plans. And I was like, holy cow. This movie's not going to have a lightsaber in it. Oh yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and I think I might—I might have even whispered I, to you. I, I, I was remember like, that too, and I was like, <coughs> and I was like, I was like, is there not going to be a lightsaber? Because I honestly didn't think there was going to be either. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, goodness, this is—I mean, I was—I was all for it. Oh, me too. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, for sure, I could get used to this. Oh yeah. Um, and then, oh my gosh, dude, yeah. Like, I was not ready for it. Oh, I wasn't. I was not ready. Well, you remember the movie theater? Everyone was going crazy. Yeah. It was freaking wild. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool. It was. And, like, as soon as you as soon as you hear it, just like, and then you see the red, and I was just like, what? What was just super chilling is also the sirens that were going off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, that's when I was, was like, is he get, uh, is this something yeah. going to happen? Ooh, and then, oh, <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to lie. That part alone made it worth it going to see it opening night. Oh, my for gosh. For sure. Yeah. It was just oh, awesome. Yeah, it was the best scene uh, oh, of yeah. that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, 1, it was the original hallway scene, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was... And, like, just knowing, like... After all these years, that's what preceded like um, Darth Vader first walking into frame in A New Hope. That's what he was doing before. Yeah. He, it was like, this proves how much more of a bad A that he is. <laughs> right. Because well, it was his baby, the Death Star, was, you know, yeah. Yeah. it was trying to be, you know, his plans were basically jeopardized. Well, yeah, not only the plans, but like the whole entire Empire. Yeah, the whole, yeah, and the, exactly. Like the Empire spent tons of money and resources and what did credits credits and resources and what did palpatine teach anakin or darth vader from the beginning to let your anger yeah yeah do not hesitate show no mercy mercy. and he showed no No mercy no what's not at all holy cow oh that was yeah chilling it was holy but what a 
freaking epic scene. He went ham. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> but no, I, I remember Derek when we went to go see it opening night and everyone was just going crazy. Um, we're like for the rest of the movie, which I think the rest of the movie was like an extra like five, ten minutes or yeah, so. Not even. Yeah. And like literally everyone, like you could hear people just like once the end credits were rolling, everyone was like, Man, Darth Vader, that scene, that Darth Vader scene was the best, you know? We didn't care that, you know, Leia said this will bring hope to the, yeah. the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Scared about Darth Vader. Yeah. Because in all honesty, like, a lot of Star Wars fans, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and if you are a Star Wars fan that disagrees with this, let's talk, okay? But <laughs> let's talk. every Star Wars fan loves Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, you can't I mean, help but love Darth I, it's, Vader. It's the Skywalker saga. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be shocked if there was a Star Wars fan out there that didn't like Darth Vader. But <laughs> Maybe he's not your favorite character, but you love Darth Vader regardless. Yeah. And so, like, like, that's why it was so, like, talked about. And Disney knew what to put in there to attract the audience, especially at that climatic ending right there oh. it was perfect like i th- i thought that was like that like you had the icing on the cake and then you just add a little bit of more frosting at the top the cherry on top yeah, the, the cherry cher- on top the cherry on top was that scene oh yeah <laughs> cherries are red so is his lightsaber yep <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah it was seriously oh <laughs> and i want to bring up one more thing yeah actually. for sure um, so a lot of people that I knew that watched this, and I think I talked about this at least with you, Derek, mm-hmm. um, they thought that Rogue One was a waste of time. Oh, baloney. Yeah. Thank you. And so like, and this is like when I first started like actually like vocalizing like, no, you're wrong. You know, <laughs> about Star Wars. I was like, no, this is awesome. Cause like, people were like. Talking about toxic Star Wars fans. Yeah. Rogue One is not a waste of time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And like, cause with the like. Oh, with Jin, with K2SO, with, um, you know, with all those characters are like, well, they're all dead now, so why the heck do they bother showing us this kind of a movie? I'm like, are you serious? Because it's... rebellions are built on hope. Oh, yeah. But that's not the only reason. It's, like we said, it's the connecting piece between Revenge of the Sith yeah. and A New Hope. It's the reason why Darth Vader did what he did yeah. to, you know, to bring power to the Empire. And people don't understand that because they're like, oh, why do they kill off these characters when, you know, because they weren't in the original movies. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, do you like Darth Maul? Why did they kill him off? Like, why are you complaining about that as much? You know, like, come on, yeah. you know, and, you know, and at the time, Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he was, you know, New Hope was the first movie to come out and he died right then and there. So, I don't know why people are complaining about that. It's really funny you say that, because to bring up another popular uh, franchise, Hunger Games, um, with the uh, little girl, Rose. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, pr- fr- what? I can't remember her Primrose. name. Primrose. No, 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 no not, not her sister. Rue. Rue, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Rue. Like, she was introduced in that movie, and she died in that movie, and they took a lot of time to show how her death impacted like her district and started a revolution yeah that's oh, yeah. it really started a revolution and you don't hear people going oh why do they introduce this character if they're just gonna kill her off like that because because it's it, it it's moves pivotal. the story a lot it's pivotal it's exactly emotional. <laughs> um oh, like yeah. these people are willing to die to you know have peace and freedom in the galaxy yeah qui-gon jinn is another example in star wars yeah i loved him as a kid 
I thought it was freaking sweet. Yeah. And I was very sad when Darth Maul decided to stab him. <laughs> and I haven't heard be stabbed. I haven't heard anyone say, "Oh, why did they introduce Qui Gon Jinn and Phantom yeah. Menace just to kill him off in Phantom yeah. Menace?" Yeah. And, and when I say this, I mean this with you know a little grain of salt, but I can kind of see why people would complain about this in a movie like Rogue One. It's because it's a completely different, tw- not twist, but it's a different, completely um, way of introducing a story into Star yeah. Wars. But it's a great way to start a story. It yeah. was fantastic. I was drawn within the first five minutes, um, even without the the title crawl. Yeah, that was still okay, that was still very weird. But then I expected it when Solo came out. Oh yeah, I was right, like, yeah. it's not gonna come out for Solo. If it did, I would have been a little bit more shocked. But yeah, but regardless of that, well, it's interesting because they still do a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So you're thinking, oh, the crawl's coming, but yeah. <laughs> but they also do that in like Clone Wars and that's Rebels true. and things like that. And, so. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, hundred <laughs> percent. But but no, Rogue One, excellent movie. Um, my favorite that Disney has done since they've taken over. Yeah, for movies, and so. Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely excellent, um, and I loved the. I mean, the graphics in the movie were awesome. Oh, too. oh yeah, the special effects, the oh, visual amazing. effects. Yeah, visual effects were fantastic, and I think that blew it out of the water too. That like definitely enhanced the enjoyment of why I liked that movie for sure. I mean, it was awesome. But you know, take that away, and it was still an awesome movie. But adding that, it was a freaking great movie. Yeah. So, but. No, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, you still saw character building and all the, and, you know, in, in a lot of characters, especially in Jin, that was freaking awesome. Um, and uh, it, yeah. Anyway, loved Rogue One. Um, I, I do want more movies like this to come out, um, and they're kind of doing this in, I guess, TV series now with the Book of Boba Fett coming out yeah. and the Kenobi series. Yeah, like I'm glad they're doing stuff like this. Um, because it helps us understand some of these characters a little bit better and certain aspects that we may have not fully understood uh, during the Skywalker saga. And so it's, it's like Rogue One, I think, started it off oh, yeah. and did it absolutely wonderfully. I mean, something else that Rogue One did was it pioneered, like, it, it made side stories even more popular because now you go on disney plus and there are so many just side stories not only with star wars but like with marvel and even with pixar movies they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're starting to do side stories mm-hmm. so it's kind of crazy how much it how much i don't think people realize how much rogue one kind of changed just the entertainment industry when it comes to side stories oh absolutely yeah. so 100 percent agree with you there yeah because you don't really like I don't know the last like besides when they do like spin off for like some of those TV shows or whatever. Yeah. But like then those don't usually last but, very long yeah. and, or turn out well. But I mean there's always Frasier. Th- that's the best I was, <laughs> I was literally sure. thinking that. That is that is like the only spin off that worked because yep. Joey with friends, that was a that, Oh that was yeah, they tried yeah. doing that. Huh? Yeah, so Yeah, Planet Shane from Jimmy Neutron. Oh gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let's be honest. The new, the two uh, spinoffs with SpongeBob, Camp Coral, and the Patrick Star Show. Those are not going to last long. I feel. No, I'm I didn't not. even think that was the thing. Exactly, I didn't know that was the thing. Exactly. I mean, you could argue Sweet Life on Deck because it was a spinoff a little bit, but yeah, that one. Kinda... That was a little more successful than yeah. Though. But I feel like that was just an app. a continuation. Yeah, basically, because it was it's the same stuff just on a boat. 
a yeah. cruise ship. Yeah, they but, get tired of you know the hotel life. The hotel <laughs> life, and they they upgraded big time then. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no port. I, I agree with you. It definitely like um, changed the, the movie industry in that regard for the sure. movie and TV. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. Loki is one of my favorite TV shows that I've watched. Yeah. It's so good. And I mean. I mean, the, those these side stories are, are like filling ins of the blanks. Oh yeah, the filling in of blanks. Yeah, I don't know how to say filling that. in the blanks. Yeah, so like these stories where we get that in between part, mm-hmm. like that's what the Mandalorian is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, Rogue One is a perfect example of it they, too. You could argue that if it wasn't for the success of Rogue One, um, there were, there wouldn't have been as much. Um, effort put into Mandalorian, or <clears throat> the Mandalorian probably wouldn't have even been made at all. Yeah, if yeah. it wasn't for how successful Rogue One was. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but I agree. Yeah, and I want to add just again, perfect tie-in to New Hope. Oh yeah, that this movie is seamless. Yeah, absolutely. That's why a lot of people call it Star Wars three point nine. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, it's, it's not three and a half. Nope. nope. Yeah, it's like right there, three point nine. Exactly. Yep. Right before four. Yep. For awesome. sure. Awesome. Okay, so let's give our ratings for Rogue One. Out shall of ten. We? Out of ten. I give it an eight. An eight. An eight. Yep. Cool. Honestly, an eight and a half for me. Nine point two five. Nine point two five. Five. All right. Yeah. yeah, I give it an eight and a half mainly because. It definitely um, exceed. It definitely exceeded my expectations because when I heard about, it, I was like, "Oh, this will be cool." But I'm like, "Yes, I had the attitude of like, but it's not an episodic, you know, movie." So I wonder how I'll enjoy it. But man, I mean, as you know, Derek, when we went to see it opening night, blown away. Yeah, hundred percent, and it was absolutely awesome. I feel like as well because when I because I was going to. I was going to school, and I was going to college, and that was the hot topic during finals, was Rogue One. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was that good. You went to a good school. Yep. <laughs> sure did. But yeah. So yeah. That's funny. That's why I give it that rating, at least, but that's just me. So it is my fourth favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. Obviously, I know your favorite. Yep. It's Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Sith. Sith. Then Return of the Jedi. Then Return of the Jedi. Then Empire Strikes Empire, Back. Empire. And then Rogue One. Oh, yeah. you like it more than A New Hope? Yes. Yeah, it's... Nice. Uh, it's... I love A New Hope, but it's not my favorite. It's... I, I mean, I don't... I can't remember. I ranked it all once, and I don't know if it's even in my top five. Yeah, I think... Because okay. I think your next one after that was... Attack of the Clones? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it, yeah, because um, it's, it's in my top five. But, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. This movie is just so so good. Oh yeah, it's it, like a Star Wars Marvel movie because it's got comedy, it's got action, and it's got a whole lot of emotion. Oh, abs- Okay, yeah. When you put it that way, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I see that. Yeah. yeah, and Marvel does a perfect job of that too. Yeah. So. And I think that's one thing that Disney has done well with Star Wars and Marvel. Oh yeah, is they've added comedy with. Um, with all of that. So oh, yeah. So with that, that's wrapping it. That's a wrap. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week on today's episode of the Best Guard Brothers podcast. Um, 
This is Derek. And this is Harry. And this is Porter. And we are so happy that you guys have made it this far on our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, follow us on... Discord. On our Discord server. I remember this time. Yeah, you remember this time. <laughs> and then always remember to check out the Beskar Brothers website at com. Fill out that survey, take a look at anything else on the website, and let us know what you want to hear, what you didn't like, what you liked, and anything else. Yeah, we want you to be a part of the show. That is why we're doing our podcast. That is a huge reason why. Healthy debates are always good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Healthy debates. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But yeah, please let us know. We would love to hear from you guys and make you a part of the show. For sure. Well, with that, we are going to sign off and just want to say... I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. But, as always, may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Always. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Beskar Brothers Podcast. Your home for Star Wars news and more. Until next week, may the Force be with you.